0: For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to continue the teaching that we have this week, which really involves the full, real, true knowledge of God. The scriptures we're looking at is in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And if you have your Bibles, read along with me. Colossians 1, beginning at verse 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, For the attaining of all steadfastness, patience, joyously. And throughout the week, we've covered a number of subjects that really underscore the need for having a true knowledge of God. And we made this point that we'll make it every day. We are under the control of what fills us. And if we're filled with the knowledge of God, what more do you want to be filled with? You have all that's needed. We spoke out of John sixteen six, where the word says, because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. That was an example of being filled with something. Jesus just told his disciples of his soon coming departure and they were filled with sorrow. Uh, after Jesus was uh, healed a man on the Shabbat, the Jewish scribes and Pharisees were irritated and it says in Luke six eleven, but they were filled with rage and discussed together what they might do to Jesus. On the other hand, there was great joy after the day of Pentecost. And in Acts 4.3, it says, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. So we see that what we're filled with is really what is going to lead us and guide us on a daily basis.
2: And that's so true, Shelley, because had the Jewish uh, Pharisees and scribes been filled with the Holy Spirit, they would have recognized and seen that Jesus is the
1: Messiah. Amen. Then we spoke about scriptures regarding knowledge. For example, 1 Corinthians 1.5, In everything you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge. Philippians 1.9, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. And we saw that one of the characteristics of the new man, according to Colossians three nine and ten, is being renewed to a true knowledge, according to the image of the one who created him. And then, Juni, I think uh, what we did is speak about the danger of a lack of knowledge. For example, in Proverbs nineteen two, it says, "It's not good for a soul to be without knowledge." Isaiah five thirteen says, "Therefore, my people go into exile for their lack of knowledge," and Hosea four six says my people are, are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So the issue of knowledge, Junie, is really the quintessential ingredient in our lives that will allow us to be strong in the Lord. We also spoke about so many scriptures that speak about the will of God. For example, in, uh, uh, I'm sorry, First Thessalonians 4 beginning of verse three, we see that sanctification is the will of God. In First Peter two thirteen to fifteen, we saw that we are to be submissive and obey authorities in the land because that is the will of God. And I remember you read out of First Peter four nineteen, Junie, about suffering. When we suffer for righteousness' sakes, we are in the will of God. So suffering is part of that uh, overall mentality of having true knowledge, and the true knowledge will bring a true life, and that true life is going to cause suffering as well.
2: And when we suffer because of the Lord and we understand that it's in his word, Shelley, then we're not grieved and we're not depressed. We recognize that it's part of our life and our walk with
1: the Lord. Amen. So, Junie, before we go back to Colossians 1, let's look at some scriptures, both in the Old and the New Covenants, that speak about knowledge and how vital it is for us to continue gaining more and more knowledge of the Lord as we mature.
2: So for the real and true knowledge that helps us to uh, walk um, rightly with God, uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, Let your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. And so, you know, Shelley, here's a, a, a very important verse because fear in general is not good. But the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So if we discern something and fear the Lord to do what is right, we will discover the true knowledge of God. Really.
1: And then there's a scripture, Junie, in that same book, Proverbs 3, where it talks about happiness. And we know that happiness in the world is due to outward circumstances. If things are going well, we're happy. But look what Proverbs 3.13 says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man that gains understanding. Junie, everything that God wants to do in us is an internal thing, and that will bring joy, which is not subject to outward circumstances, but it's something that God has planted in deep within us. We
2: see another example of true knowledge, Shelley, in Hosea chapter 6, verse 3, where it reads, Let us know... Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. And you know, Shelley, when God rains upon us, we then know and see, and God gives us the understanding of what he is asking of us or what he is speaking to us or even the times and the days that we're living in
1: hallelujah you know when you read that junie i saw such a clear picture that when it rains what happens with the rain on the soil it saturates the soil and what comes forth fruit out of the soil whatever's been planted will be nourished and bring forth much fruit
2: and so for those of you who have the lord living within in your heart you know when he rains upon you his life will be nourished. And for those of you who are listening, who have never given your heart to Jesus, have never asked the Lord into your heart, you can give him your heart, and he desires to forgive you for your sins. He desires to guide you and to lead you. You can even do that now.
1: You know, Junie, the inspiration for this teaching really came from reading what Paul wrote in Philippians, Oh, that I might know him. That was in Colossians 1.16, but we also see, I'm sorry, that in one sixteen, Paul said, it pleased God to reveal his son in me. And that was right at the beginning of his new life, and we know the significance of Paul's life. Yet toward the end of his ministry, when he wrote to the church at Philippi, what did he say? Oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. So knowing God is not just initially knowing him, but it's continuing to grow in the knowledge and keep the Lord ever before us. And, continuing on with other scriptures, knowledge has everything to do with eternal life. For example, John 17, 3 says, And this is eternal life, that they may know me, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So eternal life has a qualitative effect that starts when we are born again. It doesn't await us just when we see the Lord in heaven.
2: And Paul... Prayed an incredible prayer for the church at Ephesians, at Ephesus, that is for us even today. And we find that in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the Hallelujah. knowledge of Him. So we can pray, Shelley, for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Yes, Lord. Because when we have the Spirit of the Lord dwelling in us, and He gives us a revelation, and He gives us wisdom for the circumstances of our life, we know that it comes Jesus. from God. Hallelujah. And we know the Lord better, because many times the Lord will have us do or say or act in a way that we would not do had it not been for the knowledge that he gave yes. us of himself. And
1: it's important, Junie, in what you read, it needs to be the revelation of the knowledge of him. God has to reveal it in our beings. And another verse we'd like to bring to your attention is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Paul, of course, writing to Timothy, says this, I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded That he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. So the knowledge is something that has to be with us until that final day. And we need to be persuaded that you know who you have believed.
2: And Shelley, this verse has always meant a lot to me. And I'd like to repeat it because it's so important. I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And why is that so important? It is so important because God is able to keep for us what we have committed unto him against that day. And you know, the enemy, the devil, will try to kill, steal, and destroy things that we have committed unto the Lord, whether it's our marriage, our children, a deep hope that we have in our heart. So we need to remember this verse. It's so important. And if you're not persuaded that you would ask the Lord to accomplish in you what will enable you to be persuaded, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Why? Because we know in whom we have believed, and God is faithful. His promises are yea and amen.
1: Amen. Bless the Lord. And you know, if we're persuaded, we're going to live by that persuasion that we live by, knowing, knowing him. Father, we, thank you, we Lord, thank you, Lord, that you've made yourself known to us, and we want to grow and have that spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of you that we could be strong in these perilous days. Thank you, and Lord. And, Lord, that Malachi says, Who shall stand when he appears? Those who are going to be standing are those who have this true, real knowledge of you that grows and grows until that final day. A
2: with pure hands and a clean heart.
1: Amen. In Jesus' name.